On today's episode of Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling, I watched Wrestle Kingdom 17 between yesterday and today. I ended up not watching it last weekend. I instead watched our retro pay-per-view last weekend uh, because it wasn't five and a half hours long. And I I don't know how I had more time during the week than I did on the weekend, but that's just how that worked out. Um, other than that, not a whole lot of news this week, Joe, right? When it, when it all comes down to it, no. <laughs> Realist, you're actually you're actually right on that yeah when it all comes down to it no but my god what a week the iwc had on twitter was, really what a, a tuesday and wednesday they had holy shit um so yeah we'll be talking about everything the the whole uh vince coming back stephanie gone sale thing yada 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 i'm sure there's a lot we joe and i have not talked about it at all other than the news that almost broke on tuesday night i sent him a text and said holy shit well, yeah, because we predicted that last week. We did predict. We joked, that. We joked about it last week. <laughs> um, and then retro beer ratings this week was Insurrection Two Thousand, and this was not a good show. No, it was a bad show. Even some might say that. Yep. And the weekly recap: uh, Raw was not great. NXT was pretty good this week. I thought AEW was really good and I forget what happened on SmackDown last week, but I'm Smackdown pretty sure was, it was Smackdown very was good. good. Very good. That right? was good. Yeah. Oh yeah. The popcorn. Yep. Mm-hmm. The popcorn. That's the last thing I remember. Wait, what? Right. Sammy and Roman and in, in the back. Oh, they were eating popcorn together. We'll talk about it. All right. As always, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DDT wrestle pod. Joe, you ready to go? Yep. Oh, let's go. Welcome into episode 88 of the Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling. I am Dylan. I'm joined by Joe. And Joe, we were sort of psychics last week, but then we ended up not being come Wednesday morning. But Tuesday yep. night, I felt like a psychic. I thought I was about to tweet out a clip from last week's show when we were jokingly saying uh, or talking about rich people who could buy WWE. And you brought up Elon Musk, who just lost a bunch of money buying Twitter uh, with the Saudis. And we jokingly talked about Saudi Arabia buying, <laughs> buying WWE. And holy shit, it nearly came true. Everyone thought it was true on Tuesday night. I have so much that I want to share with this uh, because it seems like just initial thoughts or reaction based, based off of what you've said uh, behind the scenes here that you weren't too into the twitter sphere throughout the last few days no i i kept up for sure okay i was joking uh, when i said that there was nothing to talk about <laughs> i deadpanned it though so my biggest issue 
with this whole thing, and I think I'm with a decent amount of people online with this, was I'm sitting here on Tuesday night watching NXT, and I'm just scrolling through Twitter, just seeing what the people are saying about NXT, and I see a bunch of blue check marks just being like, oh my God, if what I'm hearing is true, this could be the biggest story ever in wrestling. But like no one's saying anything. And it's just like, if you don't have anything useful to say, shut the fuck up. Just shut the fuck up and don't say anything. It, it, it was all mostly tweets like that, not direct quotes or anything, but that's basically what they were all saying. And it was very annoying from all the blue check marks. And props to Sean Ross Sapp, who didn't do that because he's a man of honor and integrity. <laughs> and he's our favorite. Did you- did you see the uh, the clips? Not the clips, but like the the screenshots of him uh, l- lighting a joint during his his. I guess it's a YouTube podcast or a Fightful Select podcast. Oh, Sean? No, no, I didn't yeah. actually. No, he, I, he 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 was so stressed over the the thing the <laughs> whole thing that he just lit a joint in the middle of of his of his show. <laughs> I did really want to watch that because I knew like he. Because like he's got like a very I, I don't know I just feel like his attitude would have been hilarious to watch like everything unfold and have him talk about it and rant about it but I just didn't get around to it um but yeah so basically what happened on Tuesday if you somehow live under a rock because this is the 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 biggest story that I've I can remember talking about other than maybe Vince quote unquote retiring because he's definitely not now Stephanie McMahon is out as co-CEO Nick Khan is the CEO now. Vince McMahon is back as like primary share, shareholder, head of or maybe executive not, chairman. Executive, executive chairman, sure. I, I don't know how that's different from CEO, but sure. So that news comes out. Then all the the blue check marks are tweeting uh, sweet nothings into our into our faces about biggest news ever about to drop. Then finally, somebody. Leaks this dude on. I, I, so the way that I was following it was nobody was saying anything, and then somebody finally tweeted this this Reddit account. I don't remember what it's called, but somebody tweeted this Reddit account who said WWE has been sold, and a lot of people believed this guy because he's gotten stuff right in the past. And then then the story started breaking that WWE had been sold to the public investment fund of Saudi Arabia. And- and then all the memes started happening and people uh, like m- most people were either memeing or being like, oh, shit, what is Sami Zayn going to do? What are all the women going to do? What are all the LGBT insert whatever letters? I don't know all the letters. I- I'm sorry, but um, Q. Q is one of them. Plus is one of them. Mm-hmm. That's not a letter, but <laughs> it's almost a, it's like a T. Oh, T's already in there. Um. Is A one of them? I think A is one of them. QIA. Yeah. Boom. Plus, nailed it. I don't it. know what I, IA stands for, but you know, all I all I know is you do you and it like ain't trying to shame nobody here. Um, but basically, like, what are all those people gonna do? And a, a very good point. So lots of people started to speculate like what was gonna happen with some of these people's livelihoods. Then I started to really think like. You know, we were joking last week when it was like all of the pay-per-views would be in Saudi Arabia. Like, I think even if Saudi did buy WWE, it wouldn't be 
all that different. It's not like, yeah, sure, we might have more Saudi pay-per-views or whatever, but... Oh, it would absolutely be different. There would 100% be walkouts. Yes, I'm, I'm not... I'm talking about, like, from a creative aspect. Like, yes, a lot of people would leave because of it, but I, I just don't think it would be as different as people thought it would be. I, th- I do think, like, it would... Since they would be a privately traded company, it would give like the executive chairman more control yeah so we would be watching a vince product all over again that's and true morally speaking i don't know it would be it'd be different morally to su- to support the wwe oh yeah absolutely I, um there there were a bunch of people i guess uh, they were like i guess trying to white knight the the saudis though and they were like well well, I guess I'll I'll start for back a little bit because then another story broke where Nick Khan has been talking or talked on Monday with Disney and ESPN about a sale through them. Uh, and like people are trying to white knight Saudi Arabia being like Saudis invested in Disney and ESPN. They're invested in Uber. How many times you taken an Uber or just like all the all of those things like the, the all of the things that Saudi arabia has their their blood money hands in like that you don't even know about you still probably use which i thought was a fair point but then like when it's like a very well-known like buyout from saudi arabia i think it changes a little bit Mm -hmm. so yeah it would have it would have been bad it would have been so bad dude so bad i mean it still could come true because there has not been a sale to to this point. By the time this releases, who knows what the fuck else will come out. It's Thursday night. So 12, 12 hours ago, Cultaholic uh, tweeted out, according to sources, JP Morgan were hired by WWE to advise on the sale because they are the only United States-based financial institution with two operating licenses in Saudi Arabia. Oh, Jesus. I, I don't know exactly what that means. I also saw something that, that was tweeted out today by somebody that said Stephanie and Triple H are opposed to the sale of the company. And I would be too. That could be what leads to... Uh, I think could, tri- I think Triple H is gone soon. I, uh, I, it's harder to watch if it's if he's gone. It's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be very tough to watch and to support. Not like we support it all that much, but we do support it. Um, I'm 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 full on the bandwagon since uh, Trips is coming to power. But if that, if that's not going to be anymore, I I just don't know if I could. It's just it's so tough. Um, there's also some other lawsuit that came out for Vince McMahon. Um, yeah, it's it's one of the shareholders. Yeah, a um, lot of legal terms being thrown around, and then I guess he's throwing power around, and that's what he's getting sued for. Um. So not really sure there. Uh, I don't know. I guess I'll just I'll let that one pan out unless you have more on that. And then uh, the only other thing that sort of came out, and this doesn't really have to do with the sale, but does have to do with the McMahon family. Did you see this news that broke about Shane McMahon today? <laughs> what it what is uh, what broke about Shane? Uh, not. Not so much news, but like uh, I guess some like WWE financial stuff were was released, and it was revealed that Shane McMahon made eight hundred twenty eight thousand dollars with the company last year. For what? What did Shane McMahon do last year, Joe? What was the only thing you remember Shane McMahon doing? Oh, he came like number two in the Rumble, right? He came in very late in the Royal Rumble and uh, produced it, like heavily produced it. That was it. 
because he was out like the next week and yeah. he made eight hundred twenty-eight thousand dollars. <laughs> good for him i suppose i guess but it was it's just like it it was sort of just a holy shit moment for me that i felt like i had to air out here there's there's obviously going to be a lot of a lot more stuff that comes out between like even tonight and this show coming out and the next time we record i don't know there there's so much still so many possibilities that could happen with this whole thing i i really just don't want them to get sold and i don't want triple h to go away and i want vince mcmahon to go back away yeah. So first off, I wanted to say one thing, just uh, just to make sure it's clear. Uh, fuck Vince McMahon. Yep. Agreed. Uh, I think it's. I appreciate his contribution to the wrestling community years and years ago, but, but I think it'd be better now if he was assassinated. <laughs> yeah. Um. I was trying to think of a. I, I was trying to think of a way to say that I want him to go away without saying I want him to die. I want him to go away. I want him to get a big push (laughs) by by the whole planet. (laughs) No, I think I think we're better off if he's dead. I honestly do. I think a lot of people are on board with you on that one. You Um, can't tweet that because you know then it's incite in inciting violence or whatever. But I mean, you could tweet whatever you want, Joe. Yeah, speech. Oh yeah, yeah. Elon says it's okay now. Yeah, it is. Elon and the Saudis. Oh, <laughs> actually, maybe the Saudis wouldn't like that. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, but yeah, there, there's going to be a lot more that comes out in the next week. Uh, I just figured we'd start the show off with that. It's the biggest news of the week. It's going to be the probably the biggest news of the year until they do end up selling. If they end up selling, uh, I think I saw something today where it said like, They'd like it to be sold in the next three to six months uh, if they are going to sell. So stay tuned, I guess, on that on that note. Other than that, before we get into retro pay-per-views, I watched Wrestle Kingdom 17 over the last two days, which was slightly unfortunate because, one, I, I already knew who won the bigger matches, mm-hmm. which... Usually when I go into a pay-per-view and I already know who wins, it makes it a slightly less exciting. Um, Even knowing that, Osprey versus Omega, I'm going to say this right now, I don't need to see the other 350 couple days of this year of wrestling to know that that will be the match of the year. It It was that good. It is as good, possibly better than everyone's saying. Possibly better. It it was so good. Okay, I enjoyed the shit out of it. Will Osprey and Kenny Omega are two of the, I don't know, top five wrestlers on the planet, wrestlers slash entertainers slash sports entertainers, whatever you want to say it. Like if you're gonna put Roman in the top five as a just wrestler slash sports entertainer, like those two are obviously better wrestlers than Roman Reigns is, um, but his character work obviously is phenomenal. This mm-hmm. as a wrestling match, uh, like just two of the best in the world, and then they and then uh, Okada and Jay White afterwards had to follow that up, and I thought that they also did really well. Still, mm-hmm. also a very good match. Um, some Jay other surpri- some other surprising ones, maybe not surprising ones to me, but like some shout outs. The uh, the junior heavyweight championship and the junior heavyweight or the uh, yeah the junior heavyweight tag team title matches were. 
probably number numbers three and four for me. So you had a the never open weight. That was what Tomatonga and Carl Anderson. Yeah, that'd probably be number five for me. Maybe tied for fifth with the Saber and Ren Narita match. Um, okay. I'm not gonna like sit here and rate the first two matches because I I had those on my laptop on mute while I was doing something last night. Uh, it was like some singles match and then the New Japan Rumble or whatever they call it now. Um, FTR and uh, versus uh, Bishamon, I think they faced. That was also pretty good. But I would say obviously the two main events, the two best, the two junior uh heavyweight championships next the next two and then the heavyweight tag the never open weight and then the inaugural television championship matches were probably those next three down the list um but yeah big shout out to uh friend of the program leo rush he was amazing (laughs) you're a long time listener of the show doing this time (laughs) i know (laughs) you're a long time listener of the show that's a that's a deep cut. But yeah. And then uh I did want to say one more thing uh cuz I talked shit about uh New Japan music last week and I forgot to mention uh the GOD Tamatonga Tongaloa, but Tom they also have very good music. Okay. I really I'm enjoy sure their music. You. Also Osprey I don't know. I, I, this isn't a huge spoiler I guess, but Osprey had his old music for the for the match the aerial assassin music God, why are you so... worried about spoilers well i i feel well not so much spoilers but I, I feel like you might still watch this match eventually maybe yeah yeah you'll probably forget about this by then yeah but yeah it was it was almost um goosebump worthy listening to that music again and the women's match was the fucking worst not because they suck but it almost reminded me of Attitude Era, Ruthless Aggression Era women's matches where they just got like three minutes, it seemed like. And then the whole uh, mercedes Monet cringeworthy moment happened. And I had already seen that and knew what was going to happen. And all of that compiled together just made made it quite unenjoyable. I don't know. That part kind of sucked. Yeah, I mean, and... I don't know. It's it's one of those things. Do you just are you just happy it happened, or I don't know the Mercedes thing or no no the the woman wrestling in New Japan. Um, see, I don't know what to think about that because they have Stardom over there. Like Stardom is a women's only wrestling promotion over there. That I, I mean, I don't watch any of it, but I've heard so many good things about it that I I just. Because I knew stardom was a thing, I never thought that New Japan needed like a, its own women's title because of stardom. I just think it's nice that the International Wrestling Grand Prix finally are acknowledging women. Yeah, you know, that, that's such fair. a they're such a huge wrestling corporation that doesn't actually exist. <laughs> <laughs> they're international though. Yeah, and they're grand. Yeah. So yeah. Um, very very quick rundown of Wrestle Kingdom 17 just like the order of where what I thought were the best matches um and only people that bled on the night Joe Leo Rush and Will Ospreay mm. that I can remember some matches were very much background matches so those top four were not background background matches the rest of them were <laughs> which <laughs> might be why they were ranked lower <laughs> but yeah Let's uh let's get into our retro beer ratings then. Uh really bad show this week. Insurrection 2000. 
starting to make me realize why WWE stopped doing uh, shows in the UK. It was because they didn't give a fuck about their shows that they ran in the UK. Yeah, it appears that way. Um, I think this was quite literally a week after. Yeah, they Backlash. said it like six days ago is what they said. They said the events that happened six days ago that they, were, they ran a whole story of they wanted the rocks to be one of the shortest WWF championship runs that had ever happened. In the I mean, company. yeah, I mean, up, up until that point, I think Kane had the shortest one in 98 uh, of a yeah. day. Yeah. He, he, yeah. Vince said one of, um, but yeah, the, the, I, th- I think that's part of the reason why this show was just not good at all is because you're basically still working with the same feuds and you only had one week in between to do any sort of thing. But at least they got a good women's feud going. Like Kitty and and uh uh Terry, like at least they got a good feud going between them because that was that was riveting stuff and we'll talk more about it, unfortunately. <laughs> uh let's uh let's start with signs though. Signs, signs. Okay. I had um, some. Yeah, I had a couple. Uh, most of the signs I just didn't that I saw I didn't write down because they were just like in support of individual wrestlers, and they weren't funny. Okay, but uh, I'm gonna start with my favorite so that you don't take it. It was Angle fans for abstinence. I did not see that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, let's see. I I have one that says I've just come. Oh. <laughs> Uh, I wrote down Malenko is God just because I didn't know anybody felt that way about Dean Malenko. Nope. Like I didn't, of, yeah, of the I, people in the radicals, <laughs> Malenko being somebody's favorite is wild to me. Yeah, I think I would rate them. If I were, obviously now, Chris Benoit is at the bottom. But if you're, ta- if you're asking uh, year 2000, Dylan, I would say Eddie Benoit... Malenko Saturn probably and there's like a huge gap between two and three maybe it was a time traveler oh and they were saying that Malenko is God because he's the only one that still is capable of wrestling I guess I don't know what Perry Saturn's capabilities are these days but I know Uh, the other two are dead I looked Perry Saturn up and he's like not capable of wrestling okay (laughs) was he handicapped uh, he has like a, a brain injury shocker that some that people from the radicals have brain injuries. Um, that is kind of wild. But he was part of the uh, like the class action lawsuit against WWE. Oh, with uh, like Chris Masters and stuff. Yeah. Um. But addition, in addition to that, Chris Masters still wrestles. He can't even talk. Um. Does he? We saw him in Hawaii. You're right. I think he was the champ. I think he was the Oost champ. Or the un- unified champ is what is what it was called. I don't remember him being the champ, but yeah, I do remember seeing. I do remember watching him wrestle now in like 2018. Yeah, totally um, forgot about that. Yeah, but Perry Saturn, um, he so <laughs> he's got a pretty crazy story actually. He, <laughs> uh, in like 2001 or something like that, saw two guys like so. This is good guy Perry Saturn, right? Okay, okay. Um, saw two guys harassing a woman and he stepped in and he got shot and didn't die but like it was like in his back or something like that um and he couldn't like like he he 
I guess got addicted to painkillers and then got involved it with methamphetamine and was homeless for two and a half years and then came back to wrestle in like 2011 for some indie companies and then they did like two shows and now he's just not doing anything. Yeah, but like he did meth though, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, meth is awesome, probably. <laughs> if, Allegedly. If I know anything from Breaking Bad, I know that meth is awesome. Yeah. Why else would Breaking Bad be one of the best shows of all time if yeah. meth wasn't awesome? Riddle me that. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> don't um, do meth. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say two signs right now because one of them I didn't read. I, I couldn't read all of it, so maybe you did. But I'll say my first one. Um, it says Stephanie is not a slut. She's okay. lovely. Okay. Do you disagree? You agree or disagree? I'm. I mean, I'm sad that Stephanie's not here now. So that must mean that I value Stephanie. Okay. So agree. And then the other one that I couldn't read, I can only read, there was five words on this sign, and I can only read the first three. It said, I peed the, and then I couldn't read the next two words. I didn't get it. Damn it. Did you see that sign, though? No. Damn it. I just have a feeling that sign was going to be so funny, and I never saw it. I never saw what it said. It was very upsetting. Well, I'm sorry for that, bud. That's everything. That's everything I got. Oh, you don't have any more? No. Okay, I'll just go with my last one then. Uh, one year since Owen. R.I.P. R.I.P. Not a not all signs have to be funny. Yep. Um, yeah, one year since Owen. Rest in peace. Rip it. Rip in Dude, peace. I'm so mad at myself right now. I saw a sign that I liked at on AEW last night, and I was like, "Oh, I don't need to take a note of it. I'll remember it." You don't remember it? I don't remember it. I feel like I had the same thought last night where I saw a really funny sign. I don't it was like front and center, right? It was on it was near the ramp on the left hand oh, side. Oh fuck. Hold on. I like the tweet today because of a sign. <laughs> I might have it. I might have it. Stand by. Holy shit. It was uh because I remember liking the tweet. Uh it said Saudi ain't Usi. Uh I did I did see that one. I don't think that was it. Oh, okay. That was sorry. I tried. It's, it's okay. <laughs> uh, let's get into the first match then. Uh, too cool versus the radicals. Speaking of the radicals, who we were just talking about a little bit ago. Uh, this one, who was this? Malenko and Saturn? Maybe that was the one. I don't know. It's just not as funny to me now. Well, it was when we had a big return. So yeah. Um, what'd you say? This sorry. was Mal- Malenko and Saturn, right? Yeah, Perry Saturn and Dean Malenko. Yep. Um, so they they showed a replay of the of the backlash match between Malenko and Scotty Tuhati, where Scotty Tuhati took that gross DDT. It still looked disgusting. Um actually I'll just say this now. The first one, two, three, four, five, maybe four and a half, five matches, and then there's another one later. I feel like all of those matches went less than six minutes oh for sure yeah like it was bad that's part of what made this pay-per-view so bad like there are like three watchable matches three or four watchable matches on this pay-per-view but then like none of those are even that good which is that that's what boils us down to being just a, a horrendous show yeah um let's see uh what did you have for this match i didn't have anything 
any specific notes except that oh so no actually that was later in the show i just had that too cool one there was there was nothing of note here yeah the too cool wins i think it was shortly after uh scotty Tuhati hit a double worm on both of them yeah um and the radicals during this match they they had a little tiff during the match and then they started fighting after the match and i took a note that said if you could quantify charisma Dean Malenko and Perry Saturn have negative charisma. But Malenko is God. But Malenko is God, according <laughs> to that one person in the crowd. Um, Yeah, that's that's all I had. Two cool one. Uh, didn't really expect them to. And then after that, we had a Vince promo. One, I and, a a note, one and a quarter for that. One and a quarter beer. True. Um, After that, I we had a Vince promo. Uh, I made a note that said, fuck Vince. Yep. I was watching it amongst the uh, I think I watched it on Tuesday and Wednesday. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so I wrote a, a what a time to have him on your screen. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote a, I wrote a note that just said, fuck Vince and justified <laughs> asshole chance. And if they only knew. And then I wrote a quote from him that says every genius has a plan, a backup plan and a plan after that. Uh, that was Vincent Kennedy McMahon. And I was like, well, fuck your plans. And you're not a genius. You're a stupid idiot. And I hate you. <laughs> you think his plan is Saudi and then his backup plan is Disney. And I don't know. Oh, I did forget to mention that. There, that was one other piece of news that I saw that um, sole CEO of the company, Nick Khan. Uh, you meant to with, say what I said earlier. What did you say? That that he met with ESPN and, and Disney, yeah. and Disney. Yeah. on Monday. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, speaking of ESPN and Disney. <laughs> The next match was Bull Buchanan and Kane. Uh, yeah, not sure what that has to do with Disney or ESPN, but yes. Um, my biggest note here was that Big Boss Man was not there, and I was very happy. I thought BBM was going to be there, and he was not. It was it. That was the most enjoyable part of this. I don't know, ninety second match. Yes. <laughs> I, um, I I heard his music and I, like I wasn't even paying attention really, but I heard his music and I was like, Ugh. and then this, it, and then this motherfucker and he wasn't and uh, Big Boss Man wasn't there because yeah, he, it, was, it was pretty awesome. Um, the only other thing to note here was that Kane had a broken hand and had a cast mm -hmm. and uh, still won the match with a choke slam, and it got half a beer. Yes, it did. It got half a beer, and then I wrote maybe less. But I, I crossed that out because then there was something after the match that brought it up to exactly a half. Oh, what was it? I don't remember. Hmm. Oh, um, Kane hitting his pyro, I think. Yeah. Because he didn't he didn't hit his ring pyro during the entrance is what it was. I think is yeah. what it was. Um, but yeah, half a beer. Um, speaking of beer. <laughs> and then moving on to the next match. Road Dog versus Bradshaw. I have never been more wrong about anything than the Run DMC DX music only being for special occasions. Yeah, this was this is as as not special as you can get. Yeah. Um, that was like my only note for this. My note for for this was boring pay per view so far. Yeah. Um, uh, and I had I only known what the next quote unquote match was. Yeah, that's true. that's very true. A lot of a lot of quotes in the next match, but um, well, I guess a quote. Let's put quotes around Matt the word match as well. Yes. Um, 
Yeah, Tori uh, Tori was there with DX, and uh, she I think she interfered. No, she provided distractions. Farouk yeah, that- actually interfered in front of Jimmy Corderas, the referee, mm-hmm. and somehow the match continued. Um, but regardless, Road Dog won. Yeah. So yeah, it was because of the distraction. I think mm, that sounds about right. Maybe. Know what I know what I I thought about during this match? What's that? Well, so. Sure, there are a lot of members of DX who didn't get recognition, but Tori was—I mean, I guess not that long—but Tori was with DX, and she uh, she didn't get any recognition when DX got uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame. Neither did um, fuck Rick Rude. That's true. I don't think. <laughs> or uh, did uh, Mike Tyson? No. Um, he turned who, on him. Who was the other guy? Um, I, I know. Gene. Gene. Not Mean Gene. Never mind. It was some other ring announcer. I was about like, to say, let's say Mean Gene. No, it wasn't Mean Gene. It was. I, I honestly have no idea. So I can <laughs> think it, of when the it obvious. Happened, when, when it happened, we were like, uh, Chad was like, yeah. And I looked at the official members of DX, and he was he was one of them on uh, on uh, the Wikipedia page. I I do remember. There's something like I don't know somewhere in the range of like ten to twelve DX members like throughout time. God, I could think I of the obvious movie? five between the New Age Outlaws, Triple H, Sean, and China. Then you have Rick Rude as six, Tori seven, Hornswoggle, That's... obviously. Oh yeah, who could forget Hornswoggle? <laughs> Everyone could could forget Hornswoggle. Uh... I forgot about Rick Rude. He was only there right in the beginning. Yeah. Um... Are you looking it up? Oh, Tyson would be nine. I. So I'm only missing oh, a couple. Stephanie, technically. Oh, Stephanie. Okay. Um, that's ten. No, it's uh, what's the what the fuck is that guy's name? Why can't I think of it? This is a ring announcer, like, l- legendary ring announcer, Howard Finkel. Oh yeah, it was Fink. Yeah, that's who it was. That would be eleven. But I think not, I think it's eleven. But now I'm not seeing Howard Finkel as a as a member. It was. I think it was only for that one night, right? Yeah. <laughs> it was like the Rumble, right, of '99, or what? Because I remember it being in Madison Square Garden. Um. Not. Yeah. I guess so. There was something like that. I. I don't remember. We should. Uh. We should move on. Road Dog versus Bradshaw got a beer and a quarter. Then we got into the match of the night. Match of the night. Um. Not. No, because we had something in between. Uh. In between uh, Shokishi and Dudley's. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I was yeah, talking absolutely. about this. No, I know, I know. I always say the match of the night is actually the worst thing of the night. Yeah. Um. So before before they actually made any uh, entrances, we got Terry Runnels backstage eating a banana. Cause, and she said it was for nutrition. And it was obviously not for nutrition. I honestly don't remember her doing that, but I can imagine <laughs> that she probably... Um, did some did some things while she was eating that banana, and yeah, she, she probably ate it, ate it very slow. Okay, sideways. No, no, I'm That's... just kidding. No, it wasn't sideways. It was very slow. She used like all teeth. teeth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyways, what we're talking about is an arm wrestling contest, uh, between the cat and Terry, hosted by Jerry Lawler. Yeah, uh, this is the only the second arm wrestling match that I remember, and one of them had to do with Bobby Lashley, and I don't know who it was against. Uh, fuck why don't we remember these things i don't know 
Um, I'll let you go ahead if you have any quotes because I'm sure you do. King was the person in the ring for this. I guess the uh, master of ceremonies, if you will. And uh, he said, I wouldn't mind having a few cat hairs on my (laughs) furniture. (laughs) Which is weird because they... I don't know if they're... they. They were married at one point, and they got married in 2000. I don't know if they're married at this point. Yeah. Well, but that would be weird if they weren't married or even doing anything. I can ima- I would imagine it was a very short uh, engagement. Yeah. Uh, you have one? Uh, I had the one that you had, and then the other one that I had was Jerry Lawler. So I think this is during the entrances where I don't know who he's talking about. Uh, who was with Mae Young? The cat? So it's probably, it was probably when the cat made her entrance when Jerry Lawler said, JR, look at that outfit. And JR goes, I'm sure he's talking about the cat, ladies and gentlemen. Mae Young was alive yeah. before World War II. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had that. <laughs> I just, I couldn't stop laughing at that one. I don't yeah. know. Why. <laughs> Holy shit. I didn't have any more though. Um, yeah, no, that, that was it. That, quotes weren't flying during this one but this uh you can't call it a match it got it got half a beer because there were entrances uh weapon use and uh i guess a finish of the match a finish of the quote-unquote match and jerry lawler probably finished yes (laughs) uh jr too Uh (laughs) basically they were doing an arm wrestling contest, and right before they started, like three times in a row, Terry backed out at the last second. Then the cat backed out. Then they did it, and in the midst of doing the arm wrestling contest, May Young pours water or like on Terry, and then pours some on the fabulous moolah, and then I don't know, shit hits the fan, and I don't even know if anyone won the the arm wrestling contest and then the the cat gets her top ripped off and flashes yeah. the crowd but we didn't see anything i don't know how her how her top got off one second it was on and the next it was off and i i couldn't i don't know i ain't mad though <laughs> um damn i didn't know this yeah so they married in september of 2000 she gets released in 20 in 2001 and jerry lawler leaves the company in protest Wow. Um, and then. Oh, that's probably why we got Paul Heyman on commentary in 2001. Yeah. And then it says that they later separated shortly before Lawler rejoined the WWF in the same year. Huh. November of 20 of 2001. Interesting. So they were married. They were married and together for a year, but they didn't get finally divorced until 2003. Interesting. What a great marriage that probably was. Yeah. Jerry Lawler, who was. And it was obviously for old on both sides. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Uh, The next is crazy because the cat like is probably younger than his son, who's currently active in the company at this time. Yep. (laughs) That's probably true. I I don't have that in front of me. I don't either. But just by looking at the two of them, like she looks young. She looks great. What's up? Uh, Brian Brian Christopher, on the other hand, uh, not not a sub. Uh, Next match, Shokishi versus the Dudley Boys. Big Show still doing his cosplaying, this time as Rikishi, and he's being called Shokishi. 
and uh, he's got the the sumo thong on and everything, the whole getup. Mm-hmm. It was slightly disturbing. <laughs> I thought this was watchable. Like this one, this one was probably the best match to up to this point. I would say. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't terrible, and it was humorous at the end. I did see uh, at one point, or I did. I, I have a quote from one point where where King said, "Jr. They're gonna do a table dance, and not the kind you like." <laughs> I didn't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I did not hear that. the The quotes I had had to deal with butt cheeks, where Jr. was like, yeah, "Rikishi, <laughs> Rikishi weighed in at four hundred and twenty four pounds." Jerry Lawler's like, and you know, four hundred of that was butt cheeks. <laughs> uh, and then my other quote was literally just Jr. saying, "That's a whole lot of butt cheek going on right now." Yep, that's <laughs> so much butt that cheek. Was, that was during the double, uh, the double stink face. <laughs> yeah, we had a double stink face. Um, let's see. Uh, Edge and Christian came out and Ed and they interfered. Edge speared uh, Bubba Ray and a choke slam won it for Shokishi. And then, uh, for some reason, at the end, like everyone was okay with each other and Too Cool came out and we had a dance off. Well, not a dance off, but everyone danced. A group dance. Yeah. To yeah, and so I guess the Dudleys are faces at this point, but Dudleys for me are just like permanently heel. Yeah, they should be. Well, I think I think um as far as that those three teams go, I think uh the Dudleys were like ever changing. Edge and Christian were always heels and the Hardys were always faces. Mm-hmm. Is how is kind of how it went. The Dudleys would change just based on who they were facing. Yeah. And so I don't know. I guess I like I considered the Dudleys the heels in this match and then they they did the dance with uh with Too Cool and Rikishi. Yeah, um, which somebody, somebody even got to wear Bubba's glasses. Oh yeah, they did the glasses swap. Yeah, they think, they gave the Dudleys uh, one of the Dudleys Rikishi sunglasses, and then oh uh, man, I think it was Scotty Too Hotty. Yeah, I don't remember what happened. There was definitely a glasses swap though. Yeah, because the Dudleys wear glasses, and then Brian Christopher uh, has goggles. Oh, you know what? Rikishi yeah, okay, sunglasses. Yeah. yeah. All that kind of jazz. Uh this got a beer and a half though. Yeah. It was it was fun. It was funny. It was entertaining to say the yeah. least. Um next one was uh Kurt Angle versus Chris Benoit for is this for the IC title? Nope. That was later. Um, no, that was neither later. Neither of them had the titles at this point. That is right. Uh I don't know why I didn't read my first note that says Benoit has a nice shiner, probably from the shot with the title at Backlash. Mm-hmm. Also previously lost his IC title to Jericho. Yeah. So Chris um, Jericho is the Intercontinental Champion. Of note for this, Crash commentary, or nope, Crash. Uh, Holly. Holly, Jesus. I, I threw myself off there, and then I just couldn't get back on track. Crash so Holly would, came out to be on. Crash. Yeah. Crash Holly came out to be on commentary during this match. Um, So he didn't get an entrance for the, his match of the night. That's very true, Joe. He did get an entrance, though, for this one. Yes. At least I counted it. Let's see. I counted it too. This was just solid wrestling. I mean, uh, we got the triple German suplex that Benoit always does, which is like one of my favorite moves, even though mm-hmm. he's not one of my favorite people. Um, and then Angle goes one after that. One of my favorite the... wrestlers, though. Yeah. You can be a good wrestler, not a good person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just look at JBL. Yeah. Wait, no, he's neither. <laughs> <laughs> JBL is one of the greatest heels. 
Dude, that heel run in 2004, maybe yeah. in 2004, 2005, yeah, was pretty good. Once once he debuted his gimmick of being richer than everybody. Mm-hmm. Which he uh, never gave up. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then a lot of this kind of just, uh, the match just, it was Kurt Angle going after Chris Benoit's eye, and an angle slam eventually winned it, won, won it. Holy shit. I'm, I'm a little toasty right now. I've been drinking for a few hours. Uh for uh, Kurt Angle, who won, he won. And I thought Chris Benoit's eye might have been bleeding, but we confirmed before the show that it was not. So instead of a beer and a half, this got a beer and a quarter. Which brings us to our next match, which was the aforementioned Crash Holly and uh, one of Dylan's other favorites, Davy Boy Smith or the British Bulldog. This pissed me off so much. I didn't even know he was still with the company. I feel like every time we see the British Bulldog, we we're like, oh, he still works for WWF. Yeah, I think the same thing about Big Boss Man. Um, yeah. ba- basically, basically what happened here was Crash Holly came out for commentary and said he's looking for a tough Brit. The whole time when he's saying this, I'm like, oh shit, is William Regal about to debut? That's what William I thought was, or William not, de- not, de- not, not debut because he he was Stephen Regal. Is will are they about to have uh, William Regal? That's kind of what I thought. Mm-hmm. So then after the last match ended, uh, Crash Holly is about to leave and the British Bulldog comes out. Big pop from from that crowd. Not from me. I dreaded this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And they had themselves a like, I don't know, four minute hardcore match. Yeah, it was it wasn't the hardcore matches that we that we saw. I also uh, didn't know whether or not to call Bulldog a return. Oh, I didn't count it as a return, but I maybe should have. I don't well, know. I looked at his Wikipedia to see if it was like, oh, Bulldog returned from injury at this show or returned to the WWE at this show, but I couldn't find anything, so I didn't count it. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of hard with the with this stuff. Yeah. Uh, British Bulldog is the new hardcore champion, though. So the Houdini of hardcore no longer is that hardcore yeah yeah i'm sure i'm sure he will uh this got a beer we're not we're not yet into the the most ridiculous of the of the hardcore championship but i feel like we're getting there yeah when they when they went to the like they're in 24 7 rules right now but i know that it gets ridiculous and it leads to like people like jbl being 18 time champs and stuff like that yeah shit like that (sighs) oh uh it got a beer it got a beer yeah uh, and then the next three matches are, I think, the obvious three best matches of the night is the last three. Yeah. And I don't know if they get better in in order, but the um, the first one was the the Hardys versus Edge and Christian for the t- yeah for the tag titles for the titles yeah. So and they won by DQ. The Hardys did. Yeah. Is that what happened? Oh yeah. yeah. It was disqualification. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Damn. It. I want to I want to point out real quick. That King kept on calling them the Hardly Boys. And he would talk about Matt Hardly, and JR kept on correcting him. I do remember that. I didn't take a note on this, but I do remember that now. <laughs> and that, that all that does is remind me of uh, South Park. Because they had... Because uh, obviously the uh, the other Hardy Boys and I, guess you, could, I guess you could say pop culture, <laughs> literature is, is a better term. Uh, yeah, they were uh, detectives or whatever in literature. They had their own books, and then South Park made fun of them 
with their own version of it, uh, where they called them the Hardly Boys. Oh, that was the one with the poop in the urinal, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the hard, the Hardly Boys on South Park, they, they had like the uh, the typical like what you would think a typical gay person sounds like in the '90s and 2000s. Like they, they would, uh, they'd be like, "Ooh, I've got a raging clue over here." Yeah, <laughs> like stuff like that. And uh, that was the, I, I I would assume the genesis of him calling them the Hardly Boys because that's the only other time I've ever heard Hardly Boys in my Maybe, life. Maybe, but I, I have, like, I'm doing a South Park rewatch right now. Really? And yeah, just, just like, like background show, basically just something that makes noise. Um, and favorite, favorite South Park episode, Joe. Favorite South Park episode. There are like a million of them. All right, um, give me like a couple of your all timers. Oh, uh, let's see, because I know mine off the bat, but I stopped watching it a long time ago. Yeah, I I haven't watched every episode, uh, but I've watched a lot of episodes. You know, just while they were on TV. So, um, the OG Mister Hanky. Okay. Um, I did just have one in my mind, and now I can't think of what it was. Ooh, the tale of Lemmy Winks. Oh yeah. <laughs> Wait, is that the Wiki Links one? No, that's the that's the one where Mr. Slave uh is the new teacher assistant and <laughs> and Lemmy Winks gets inserted into his anus and then yeah. they're like a bunch of <laughs> bunch of uh gerbil spirits and stuff like yeah. that. Okay, uh, okay. Trying yeah. to lead him out of the gay man's asshole. <laughs> um I would say I would say two of my favorites is the one where Cartman uh does the chili contest and feeds the kid his parents in the chili, the Scott oh, Terman. Yeah. <laughs> And the other one is the the one with where the the Mongolians are invading South Park oh, and they built yeah. the wall. Well, no, they they <laughs> built the, they built the wall uh, because oh, because of child molesters or something. Ch- child abduction. Yeah, that's what uh, it was. And they they built the wall, and because it was a Chinese man building a wall, he uh, <laughs> the mo- like there the was Mongolian. just a bunch of random Mongolians. Who How come like, every time a Chinese man make a make a wall, build a shitty wall? <laughs> Mongolians come and break it down. My favorite one is like when, when he's like cu- trying to come up with like all of the Home Alone style traps for the Mongolians. Yeah. He's like, he's like got this big. Like, it almost looks like a witch's stew pot on the top of the on top of the wall. And he's like, next time those Mongolians come, I put a sweet and sour pork on their head. <laughs> and then he ends up with sweet and sour pork on himself. Yeah, like, I'm stuck. This, this sweet and sour pork <laughs> is so, so sticky. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, I fucking love that show. It is it is like I don't it, it South Park is it, it debuted at the perfect time because if a show like that tried to debut right now, it would get canceled after one episode. But yeah, now it is, because it, it is now because cringy it's cringy to watch now though. <laughs> now be now because it it's it what it's known for is being that offensive, like that is, it can, that's satirical. It, yeah, it's it's allowed to do what it does now, I think. Oh, That's you know what episode just made me laugh a good amount is uh when Cartman uh Cartman makes his hand Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. <laughs> Jennifer Lopez. I am Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> Yo quiero tacos. <laughs> and he, he had this song of like the taco flavored kisses. Yeah. And, oh uh, yeah. Ben, Dude, ben Affleck taco is- taco flavored kisses was a fucking banger. <laughs> you <laughs> cannot convince me otherwise. Yeah. Uh, Ben Affleck's like, oh, give me a kiss. 
and Cartman's just sitting there. And like, I, I love like the whole time during that one. It's like the, the rest of the guys are like, Cartman, just give it up, man. He's like, dude, it's not me. <laughs> it ends up actually not being him the whole time. Oh, well, well, he takes, he, he, he takes the wig off and he's like, I'm not actually. Yeah. But it was like a spirit inside of his hand, wasn't it? No, I don't think it, so. Well, it wasn't like him doing it the whole time, was it? Yes, it was. I'm remembering this wrong then. Yeah, okay. it, Cartman just like continuously takes things too far when like when he was the the robot to try and uh, to try and prank Butters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's so many fucking good episodes. Yeah. Oh, boy. What a tangent. Um, yeah. I don't remember what you were going to say. Oh, I was going to say so I was <laughs> saying we got into that because you said that that was the reason you thought that he was calling them the Hardly Boys. But I would say where I am in South Park right now is probably around 2001 because George Bush is pre- 2000 to 2001 because George Bush is present. And I haven't seen the Hardly Boy episodes yet. Oh, OK, so I don't think that that's why he did it. Maybe yeah, it's vice that. versa. Maybe that's why they called them the Hardly Boys. Maybe South Park stole from Jerry Lawler. Yeah, maybe Jerry Lawler's a writer for South Park. He's not. <laughs> <laughs> You ever know? Anyway. Ghost Ghostwriter. <laughs> um, yeah, this hardy this uh Hardly Boys versus Edge and Christian match, though. Um this was another uh tag match where the refs sucked at noticing who was legal in the match, and then it made it very confusing for me as well as a viewer. And yeah, yeah we already kind of talked and said that uh this ended in DQ thanks to Edge. It looked like the Hardys were about to win and win the tag titles, but Edge just gets him gets his team forcefully disqualified and then the Dudleys come out and they just start putting people through tables and they got two and a half beers mm-hmm. but it was good it was it was obviously knowing who was in the match it was obviously going to be good tag team wrestling which it was then shitty ending and then after the match was fun yep. um then it was the intercontinental championship match well no it wasn't it was Chris Jericho versus Eddie Guerrero, Intercontinental versus European champion. And they did a coin toss to determine which title would be on the line. And the coin, 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 coin don't lie, uh, decided that Eddie Guerrero's European championship would be on the line for this match. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, let's see, China interfering right in front of Tim White. Tim White not doing a damn thing about it, probably because he was too busy thinking about, I don't know, suicide or something. Um, I don't know. We're still a few years early on that. Uh, and then let's see. Yeah. Tim White was just very, he he didn't notice anything in this match. That's, that's basically how Eddie Guerrero retained his championship. Cause he, Eddie, Eddie with his cheat to win persona, he won by cheating, hitting Jericho with the title belt behind Tim White's back. Mm -hmm. Partly thanks to China as well. And her antics. China is, is China the best interferer of all time she might be she's definitely up there i feel like every match that she's not participating in or like where she's like on the outside she is interfering in and i can't think of anywhere she did that and that person got disqualified whether that be triple h or now eddie guerrero yeah so i mean i also have a terrible memory so i'm definitely wrong but i don't know i can't think of another manager where they interfered that frequently in it all it usually worked out like that. Uh, it's got two and a half beers though, and then the main event, World Wrestling Federation Championship on the line. 
The Rock champion versus challengers Triple H and Shane McMahon because yeah. Shane McMahon deserved to have a WWF title shot. Still does. You really think so? No. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, I, the only reason that I could think of was Shane was in this match to take the pin, which I think he did. I don't remember who got pinned. Um, but The Rock won, and it was, it was definitely like events in the McMahon Helmsley era family trying to uh, screw over The Rock, have somebody in the McMahon family be the World Wrestling Federation champion, and Linda ended up coming out. No, Linda didn't. Come. That was last week. Uh, Hebner came out by himself this week. Yeah, and this was like after the referees got knocked out. Hebner was eventually the one to count the three in this match for the rock to win, but it, it was entertaining for what it was. Uh, but I feel like I kind of knew the rock was going to retain the whole time just because he literally just won the title and they wouldn't do that to the rock, a six day championship reign. Yeah. One thing I, I thought about and I just, uh, it has nothing to do with this match. It has something to do with an earlier match. Bull Buchanan hit that, uh, Standing leg drop again, and I don't know if you noticed it this time. Or, Maybe <laughs> he jumps up and then does a leg drop. It's not from a top rope or anything. It's a standing leg drop. I feel I like that's I, not that that athletic, though. I don't know for a man his size. I don't know. It, he it, jumps it high. He can jump high. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. He's got, so, he's got some athlete somewhere in him. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, you had your your typical stuff. Uh, Vince. Vince gets a chair um, and he's trying to hit the rock. Shane gets a chair and tries to hit the rock, but accidentally hits triple H. Um, and eventually rock hits a rock bottom on both of them. So I said, I had my last note says Vince catches a rock bottom and Shane catches a pe- people's elbow for the win. So I think okay. Shane did get pinned. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's, yeah, got, that's what it was. It's got 2.75 beers. For a total of 15 beers in this pay-per-view, which is pretty low on the rankings. I know they're in the database, but I didn't write down in my notes where it ranks. It's probably like 30-something. Yeah, it's... 40-something, 50-something. It's was low. not a great pay-per-view. Wouldn't recommend going and watching it after this. I watch it so you don't have to. I don't recommend going to watch any match out of this pay-per-view. Yeah, there's... Like, every match that was somewhat good has a counter match that that you can watch instead like Kurt Angle versus Benoit there's definitely better there's ones. definitely better ones of them uh Jericho Sh- and Eddie. Shane and Triple H or not Shane and Triple H Triple H and The Rock definitely yeah. better matches if you if you want to watch Rock versus Triple H versus Shane McMahon this might be your only opportunity yeah but I can't oh, think of anyone in the world that would want to watch that yeah that's like dying for Shane McMahon to be added into them that Triple yeah. H Rock feud yeah, um, I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Do the Hardys and Edge and Christian ever have another match together? Most definitely. Oh, okay. Then yeah. So so yeah. Like there's this. There's no reason to go and watch that match either. Was that a joke or? <laughs> yes, that was a that was a joke. I know what's coming. Well, and then I I mean obviously there's the TLC matches, but I thought you meant like a sing like a tag team match. No, no. Okay. <laughs> Because like, there's not one that sticks out to me, but there's definitely more Hardys and Edge and Christian matches. Yes, I know. I was more getting into the 
TLC matches coming up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Right um, over his head. Yeah, sorry. Oh, I just saw this. Ricochet got engaged to Samantha Irvin. Oh, yeah. Congratulations, the, ring Ricochet. announcer. Why is she my favorite? I don't know. She's. I think she's the best ring announcer right now. I think she's better than Mike Rome. Yeah, that that's that's fair. That's also because Greg Hamilton's not employed by WWE anymore. Yeah. Right. Greg Hamilton was the goat. Well, the, <laughs> the modern goat. Um, you only say that because you, call, you called him... Uh, Mike Rome for an entire That's night because I thought him and Mike Rome were the same person in 2000. <laughs> I don't know, 17 or 18. Uh, Mike Rome's way better looking than Greg Hamilton, but Greg Hamilton was a better ring announcer. But yeah, Samantha yeah. Irvin's probably the best one they have right now. Um, and yeah, congratulations to her and Ricochet getting engaged. <laughs> was I? I actually can't remember. Was Greg Hamilton or Mike Rome the one that was like the personal ring announcer for Shane McMahon when he was the best in the world? I think it was Greg Hamilton. Mm, oh he just got bullied the entire time by shane dude you know the crazy thing is i can totally picture both of them being bullied by shane mcmahon right now my head wants to say mike rome and my heart wants to say greg hamilton i think it's greg hamilton i legitimately that would probably make sense because greg hamilton was always the smackdown announcer and shane was on smackdown those years so that would make the most sense yeah that's why, yeah, you know what? That's why I had my heart with Greg Hamilton because I knew that was going to be right. There's yeah. also a cop out. Speak, <laughs> speaking of SmackDown, should we get into the uh, weekly recap? Yeah, let's do it. What uh, what do you want to talk about from last week's SmackDown? Uh, so the obvious, the the continued is Sammy going to get kicked out of the bloodline stuff open to the show, and it was a great segment. All signs, uh, there's... Reading my magic eight ball, all signs point to I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the show opened and we, it was very obvious that this was going to happen. Roman Reigns is pissed that Sami Zayn got cost him a win last week. He's pissed. Yeah. And he screams at him, keeps on screaming. And then oh, Kevin Owens music hits and uh, Kevin Owens basically challenges him to a match at the Royal Rumble. He says, you keep, you're yelling at him and you keep on saying that you have a Kevin Owens problem. Uh, and you're right. You do have a Kevin Owens problem. So solve that problem yourself and challenges him to a match. Yeah. And I think Kevin and Sammy are facing each other tomorrow on SmackDown. Okay. That should be good. Yeah. Um, I think that that should, that should escalate the story a little more or elevate the story a little more. Yeah, I would assume so. Uh, so this all tailed into the main event of the night where the Usos took on... The Usos took on uh, Sheamus and McIntyre. Oh, it was? Okay. The fellas. Because I wrote... Well, well, Joe, that's not what they're called. I don't know if you remember this, but they've got a new tag team name for those two. The Banger Bros. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't Bang Bros like a porn yeah. company? Yes, it <laughs> it's like I think it's like that and like Bang Bus or something. I I don't know. Oh uh, yeah, I don't know either. I definitely don't know. Um, <laughs> but I did see this funny tweet today where somebody I think I think it was actually Seamus and Drew tweeting at each other uh, where Seamus was like, "What should the banger bo- the banger bros drive in?" And I think everyone wanted Drew to say a bus. 
<laughs> but he said a taxi. He said a taxi. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, but realistically, like I think everyone knew the Usos were probably still going to find a way to win this match. I think the the more interesting thing here was Sammy and Roman backstage during this, and like also before it a little bit, where Sammy apologizes to Roman. Roman says, "Roman, I think he thanks him for the apology, and then he says that uh, he shouldn't be the one apologizing because Roman should be apologizing to him." Which is where the magic eight ball I don't fucking know thing comes into play. Yeah. And because then they ate popcorn together. We then had the most yeah, the most wholesome segment in uh on SmackDown uh for in a very long time. Uh they watched the main event. So Sammy wanted to go out and support the Usos ringside, and Roman made him stay backstage with him in the lot in the uh dressing room. And it was just very wholesome. Like they were enjoying their time together. And I think this is, this is like the happiness for Sammy. I don't I, Am I, am I just going to say this every fucking week until he gets kicked out? And then I can say I'm right. Probably. But I mean, is this, is this not just like the perfect, like, Oh man, Sammy finds his ultimate happiness there with Roman watching the match backstage. They were eating popcorn together. Everything's all good. And, happy and dandy and then uh very soon he gets kicked out of the bloodline yeah i mean spot the lie the whole thing's probably a lie because i've been wrong about every single one of them but yeah um let's see i didn't really take a whole lot of other notes for smackdown because that was the most important thing scarlet wrestled sup yeah Uh, that was cool yeah, and, so uh, other um, matches that happened were Kofi Kingston and Santos Escobar. Escobar won. Um, you're right about Scarlet Wrestling. Um, so that was a mixed mixed tag team match with uh, Riddick Moss and Emma. Uh, Charlotte Flair had a promo. Who cares? And then she she beat Sonya Deville. You had Ricochet versus Fat Ricochet. That was to determine who entered the Rumble, which we have some more Rumble entrants. Yeah. So on SmackDown, Ricochet, Escobar, and Liv Morgan oh, are yeah, now yeah. in their respective Rumbles as of SmackDown. And I don't think I wrote down the Raw ones, but I know some more people joined on Raw as well. Uh, mm-hmm. You can look on Wikipedia for it. it it's There's like uh, five or six people in each Rumble right now, I think. So yeah. we're getting there. Yeah. I really, I, uh... I really do. Ho- I really do hope it's not like last year where they announced like. 25 out of the 30 people and then the only like real surprise was shane mcmahon even though it was reported that he was going to be there yeah yeah i hope so too uh if you if you have to go watch any anything from this match it's all the bloodline stuff like normal yeah exactly to include the main event of the usos versus the banger bros yeah Ooh. That, that was a, that that can crack sounded a little raw. That was a good one. It was raw. Speaking of raw, <laughs> <laughs> well, we we just skip right over rampage, right? <laughs> Don't we always? Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. I might actually watch. Happened. I dude, I actually watched half of rampage this week, and I, I was just like, what am I doing right now? And I turned it off and deleted it from my DVR. I might actually yeah. watch it tomorrow, though. Yeah, Since, uh, it might be a decent show. I think it might be. I know Max Caster has a really good rap. I know he fucked up his rap and had to start again. Yeah. <laughs> I saw I saw the whole thing though. Somebody got a video of it from the crowd. 
So I'm excited to see it. Uh, Raw, though. Joe, did you know that Baron Corbin is the only person with a pinfall victory over Roman Reigns in the last three years? Yeah. yeah. It was a, it was their Mania match. Oh, was it a Mania match? Yeah, it was before Roman Reigns went away. I, I mean, I had a feeling it was because Roman hasn't been pinned since he came back at like post-COVID. Yeah. But, yeah. And he's been champ for over two years. I did not know it was Baron Corbin. was. I did not know Baron Corbin was the last person to pin him. That was pretty wild. Do you remember the feud with the dog food? I do remember that. That was that feud. Yep. Son of a bitch. Yep. Um. So, yeah, that was the only thing I... I had from that opening segment, but um, Alexa Bliss and Uncle Howdy, that happened. Oh, yeah. Uncle this Howdy whole... came out, out on the stage, and then it went to commercial, and I was like, okay, am I missing something here? I don't think you missed a damn thing, Joe. Uh, every, everyone online seemed to be really upset about the same thing. It was like, what? Like, we have no payoff. Nothing really happened. Like, Alexa came out, cut a pretty damn good promo, and... I will say this. I saw this video on Twitter. Uh, I think she was getting... She had an interview last week. Uh, I think it was that guy, like Ryan Satin or Satine or I don't know how you say his name, but that might have been who she did the interview with. It, it could obviously be someone else, but Alexa, during this interview, stated that she actually really enjoyed working with Bray and doing all the character work stuff. So I think I'm going to turn a blind eye to how much I hated it last time and be cool with it this time because she enjoys doing it. Yeah. I'm not going to hate on it if she enjoys doing it. I was actually under the impression that she hated doing it the first yeah, I time. So I I don't know. We all hated it. Yeah. I, I thought she absolutely hated it, which is why I didn't want it to happen again. But now that she said she enjoyed doing it last time, I think I'm I'm just going to let it ride out and we'll see what happens. And I'm not <laughs> going to talk shit about it unless I hate it. But right now, it's very interesting. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'll, I'll let it go for now because I am intrigued by everything happening on SmackDown with Howdy and Bray. Yeah. Um, The other thing, Joseph, with this, I saw a report on Monday before Raw went on the air. Uh, somebody spotted Bo Dallas backstage at Raw. Huh. Okay. And who showed up on Raw? None other, th- none other than Uncle Howdy. I, I, I'm not Co- convinced. Coincidence, like, Joe? I think not. I'm 50-50 on, on it being Bo Dallas or that other guy, Dutch. You got to believe, yeah. Joe. I believe that it could be him. Um, but yeah, not a lot to talk about uh, on Whoa. Raw. Mm, there's two other big things here. Well, yeah, there are there are big things. I, I just wanted to get to, to the point that there were only five matches in a three-hour show and everything else was promos <clears throat> or commercials. But some of the promos were just fantastic. Yeah, I, I definitely wanted to get into the uh, into the Seth Rollins stuff. Okay. That was the um, one thing. I, that was the thing I wanted to talk about next because we'll save the best for last. And Seth then Rollins not. Stuff, yeah, right. <laughs> yep, Seth Rollins not hurt. Uh, it was all a ruse. They well, got us. He, they got he's us injured. good. Well, and he's not at a hundred percent, but he will be in time for the. Rumble. Is he? Is he hurt or injured? I I don't Big remember what we decided was the difference. I think hurt would be 
So I think he is hurt, but he's not injured. Okay. Yeah, he's hurt. Okay. Not not injured. Storyline hurt. Got it. He's yeah. So he said he he's not he's not cleared to wrestle now, but he'll be a hundred percent by the rumble. Which is great. Which is great. Cause I I don't remember. I feel like I think I think I saw something this week where I saw that they're not doing a Rollins versus uh theory match. I think they're both gonna be in the rumble. And then Austin um, Theory will obviously win the rumble because Vince is back in control. Which also speaking of this, uh, that just reminded me of this thing where I don't know if you remember this, but there was a rumor that came out months ago where they were gonna pl- they were planning on doing Edge versus Balor inside Hell in a Cell, I think, at the Rumble, and apparently that's been scrapped. And uh, I saw now you could take this with a grain of salt because it was uh, our least favorite wrestling news reporter uh, Zero News that talked about this, but he actually has been getting some things right lately. He's talking about a bunch of people that could be at the Rumble, uh, to include Edge and Beth Phoenix. So okay, finally get that Rhea Beth match. Yeah, at Mania. Yep, and then I I would assume Edge and Balor would be the other one at Mania. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Dom would face off against uh, Ray. Ray. It it would almost have to or be. the Dementors. <laughs> So many good memes this week, dude. <laughs> so many good memes. But uh, we can get right into that because the prison Dom stuff is amazing. It, it, yeah. I mean, this has to be the best work of his career. It's hilarious. Uh, apparently, it was lauded. Uh, I think the word that they that was used online was it was lauded over backstage. Um, he got like an applause or everyone was like, Telling them, telling the 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 Judgment Day that it was like the best thing they had seen that night. I am, yep. I'm all, I'm behind this now. I'm, I'm ready. I like it now. I don't know, like, I guess all it took was Dom, a little bit, like uh, the slightest bit of character work from Dom or humility, like, just to be the laughing stock. I guess, yeah, yeah. This when he was doing the interview, I was like. Okay, this is this is ridiculous. This is so over the top. And then they started making obvious office references, and I was like, okay, so this is supposed to be a joke. Yeah. <laughs> and then the Miz was like, um, the the Miz calling him out for like only being in county jail for like a couple of hours. And then Damian Priest was Damian Priest being like, Hey, what are you what are you trying to say? <laughs> yeah, uh I think it wasn't Corey Graves, so it had to have been Sean Patrick, I think. Kevin Patrick. Kevin Patrick, KP. Um, that was like, or I think it was was Corey Graves. Even he's like, what's what's the next thing he's gonna tell us that he uh he ate gruel and something else <laughs> like obvious office references. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is now amazing. Yeah, it's <laughs> so funny, dude. I I enjoyed the shit out of it. I just hope they keep like like firing all on all cylinders with this whole prison dom thing because. It is fucking hilarious. Like he is so easy to laugh at. Yes, <laughs> it's it's so good, dude. The crowd chanted for Otis, really, which means Otis is over again. I must have skipped. I skipped a lot of Raw. It was. During I think I watched last, it on Tuesday. Uh, it was during the main event. Okay, I definitely did not watch Raw live and chose to watch the sixty-five to seven blowout of a college football national championship game mm-hmm. that I won money on, yeah. thankfully, but. Yeah, Otis Dozovich got over again. 
Last time he got over, they put money in the bank on him. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just wanted to point that out. Uh, Judgment Day wins the main event. Yeah, not too much else to talk about with that. Well, the only other thing that I want to talk is, about there is, is something that Shelton Benjamin. And... Go ahead, because there is something to talk about with the main event. Okay, I I was gonna say Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander were a tag team again with the backing of MVP. And there was a backstage segment with MVP trying to smooth things over with Bobby Lashley. Yep. Bobby, not for it yet, but I do think he'll come around. Yeah, I think but so I think too. That's and that's going to be like a wait and see thing. Then I don't know what happens with Omos if he joins with them. That's who I haven't the, seen. When was the last time we saw Omos? I don't, I don't know. But that's who the arm wrestling was against. Dude, you're right. Full circle. Holy shit, dude. <laughs> We're geniuses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really you because you're the one that remembered it yep. um the other thing though to talk about with this tag team turmoil just to, to bring it all home you know we've been talking all this time about like you know how are they going to get the title split up on roman oh yeah how did i forget about that uh backstage when they were talking about tag team turmoil and adam pierce is back there with the bloodline he I think Adam Pierce said, said to the Usos that the tag team turmoil was for the Raw Tag Team Championships. Yep. They're bringing Didn't say it, anything it. about Unified, didn't say anything about SmackDown or both nope. titles or anything or undis- didn't use the word undisputed. Like you got to look at the word choice that he's using here. Yeah, he definitely said Raw Tag Team Champions. So maybe it's as simple as that. Yeah. They just say this match is for these titles. Yeah, and it was when he was yelling at them too. Yeah, so, so I think yeah. I think that's kind of how they do it with Roman is they don't go after Roman first. They have the Usos put just one set of titles on the line first, and then the Bloodline starts to realize like, oh shit, we could lose just one set of titles, and then Roman comes to realization that he could lose just one of his titles. Yeah, I, I feel like that's like the best way is not go directly after Roman and just start with the Usos. And protect him. Put him in a triple threat where he loses only one of the titles. Yeah. You know? Don't yeah, don't have him get pinned. Very true. Protect him until Mania. Um, you got anything else for Raw? No. We got everything. All right. NXT. Uh, I thought there, it was a pretty good show. They did have... It was their New Year's Evil show, even though it was like January... I don't know. Ten, what was Tuesday? The 10th? So Tuesday was the 10th, and I feel like this way, because the show last week closer to new year's yeah it doesn't make any sense unless um, it was like pre-recorded because it was so close to new year's i don't know possibly uh but last week i guess sorry uh some things here uh Dijak is the number one contender for the north american title let's see i thought the tony d'angelo character arc right now where um he like stepped back in because like Stax tried to sacrifice himself and D'Angelo was like, no, I got this and stepped back in and then just like got destroyed and pinned. Uh, there's 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 going to be something that comes out with that. It's it's it, and Tony I'm, D and his nuts. Yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to that now. And then uh, let's see. We had a return of Tiffany Stratton and her her new things. She's back from surgery. She had a successful surgery. Let's just say that. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I, I'm definitely going to continue to call it successful. <laughs> and that's all I'll say about that. If you know, you know. Uh, the biggest stuff, though, probably Jinder Mahal. 
Jinder Mahal is in NXT, or at least showed up in NXT on Tuesday. It seems like he's going to be with this Indusher group. Yeah, I think so. You like this move? Um, Yes, I do. I think that if Jinder Mahal has anything, it's talking ability. And if uh, Veer Mahan and Sangha don't have anything, it's talking ability. So if it's managerial and sometimes he steps in the ring, good. Um, but they've got a former WWE champion on, like, on their team now. You know? I mean, one of the worst WWE champions of all time. But yeah, well, he was a pretty successful champ. Sure, he defended a lot and retained with nefarious means almost every time. But yeah, yeah, it was those Bollywood boys or whatever <laughs> their names used to be. The the Singh brothers, Singh right? brothers. Yep. Um, I'm trying to remember their names. Uh. But all I can think of Tottenham. is the, all I know. <laughs> Definitely wasn't that. All I can think of, though, is Dalton Castle and the boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't think of what their names were. But yeah, I think you're right. Uh, uh, I'm in. I'm in for this. Uh, good move. Uh, NXT title match and the Battle Royal were next. Um, the NXT title match ended with some uh, like the ring ropes broke twice. Super fucking weird. Uh, yeah clearly planned because it happened twice uh, if it happens once i i i could be convinced of a freak accident but it happening twice i don't know and oh, well. sean michaels tweeted on tuesday that he'll have some sort of resolution for this which will probably end up in just them have oh no he already said it uh on tuesday at the end of the show they're gonna have a steel cage match at vengeance day mm-hmm. yeah um yep that it then, definitely is a uh big difference for tiffany stratton <laughs> I mean, yeah, you get it's I mean, before and after surgery, like she's she's probably going to be better. <laughs> she's more healthy now. She got some time off, got her surgery that she needed. Um, Yeah, absolutely. If you need surgery, get it. <laughs> That's what I told Leslie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, I hope she doesn't listen to that. She won't listen to that. Uh, she also won't know what the fuck we're talking about. Uh, the main event though, uh, was the, uh, battle Royal to determine the number one contender. Uh, but if you're, if you've already watched this, we determined the number one contenders for, uh, Roxy, Roxanne Perez, Perez's women's championship, 20 women battle Royal, uh, MVP of this match, I think was soul Ruka Joe who had, a uh, her own little Kofi Kingston spot. Which yep. was very impressive. It was I, I I didn't think it was a terrible uh battle royal. Did some things. Uh but both women of toxic attraction ended up winning. Uh even though so it seemed like they were the last two in the ring and they wanted to both just win and then nobody rang the bell. So then eventually I think JC Jane hit a super kick on Gigi and then it was off to the races of who was gonna eliminate who. And then when they eliminated each other they both of their feet hit at the same time. Now, if you really watch the tape closely, JC Jane, I think, I think she should have won technically, but it was close enough to where they're saying their feet both hit at the same time. And therefore they're both winners in the match. And we're going to have a triple threat match at vengeance day for the NXT women's championship where Roxanne will almost certainly retain because Mm -hmm. they're a tag team, not singles wrestlers, but it'll be, It'll be a nice sup off of a match. They put Gigi Dolan in 
tights this week. Like long pants is a weird choice. I'm down for whatever. <laughs> well, the, what I'm saying is they showed a lot less than they normally do. <laughs> she normally does. Yeah, I mean it's slightly depressing, but <laughs> there will always be other outfits that uh that get me going. <laughs> um, anything else to say for NXT? No, because Dynamite Joe was I don't know Dynamite this week. It was very good. I think yes. every match, maybe except the women's match because of the disappointment by some, uh, was yeah, very we did good. That to ourselves though. I kind of called that she wouldn't be there. Yeah, I just, I don't know. It kind of makes sense that her her wrestling debut is going to be with New Japan. Not New Japan, but whatever the other company is. It is with it is New Japan. It's a New Japan pay-per-view. Okay. I think. Battle I could be the, completely wrong. Ba- Battle in the Valley, I think. Yep, 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 yep. I think it's New Japan strong because I think it's going to be in the States. Yeah, it's in... I think that's where the Valley San is. San Francisco or something? Like, or... Yeah, probably. Wherever the valley is. We have to find the valley. California. It's it's in a valley. I know that. Almost has to be, right? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Um, maybe that's where the term valley girl comes from. Oh. Yeah. So it's gotta be California then. It's a good point. Yeah. Uh biggest news of the night, Adam Cole is back. Bay Bay. Bay Bay. Huge pop for Adam Cole. Huge baby face promo from Adam Cole. Yo, I just want to say one thing real quick. Yep, go ahead. There were no dirt sheets reporting that Adam Cole was coming back. I and even it was so much better because of it. Yep. I even saw that uh Sean Ross Sapp tweeted uh this promo was like because like he I guess somebody gives him what the rundown of the night of the night is. So like he puts on Fightful Select apparently like what mat like the match order for the night. And he said that Adam Cole's promo was listed as TBD promo. So that okay. even like the dirt sheets didn't know, Good. which made it so much better. I would say the only thing is like I wasn't heavily in like I was doing shit on my laptop and I had AEW on and I was like, I, I watch it m- with more interest than the other shows, I think. But even still, like I heard the music and like I perked up and nearly jumped off the couch. Like I was so excited to see Adam Cole again, hear the awesome entrance music. And then he cut this babyface promo which was so amazing until I thought he was about to fucking retire. There was, there was five seconds where my heart sank so deep. Like almost, I almost pooped my heart out. That's how deep it was. That that was like the heelist of moves though. Baby yeah. face promo heelist of moves with the bad news. Yeah. And he's like, he said, oh. he said, I got good news and bad news. And he talked about the good news that he's okay. And then he talked about the bad news and he's like, the bad news is pause not not my bad news it's bad news for everybody else in the locker room yeah i was like yes dude i'm so pumped so pumped um yeah uh i'm just gonna go ahead and say this right now because mjf is now world champion so i can finally say that i got that one right um adam cole is the next aew world heavyweight champion i'm down for it (laughs) this is one not brian no, I don't think so. No, I don't. Think I've, so, I've, I think I've always said I haven't. Am I'm the one that's always said Danielson will not win another world championship. Yeah, even you, you have said that. Um, I will say, the internet's kind of turning on. Uh, MJF on MJF. Right? Yeah, S- saying that it like, first off his uh his shoot promo on, uh, 
Takashita. He said it. He said the words. Yeah. It's uh, like people, people did not like that at all. I thought it was hilarious. It's like, what? Your name is Takashita? I laughed so hard. Yeah. So, so people complained about that. And then people complained about uh, Ricky Starks making fun of people with disabilities. Oh, really? He made fun I... of a lisp. Oh, that's right. Um, well, and then also people were like, uh, uh, people just say like, going back to the MJF thing is like, he's just going at the low hanging fruits and he was just shooting promos on Ken Jong and Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah. And like I not like actually that. doing any, anything useful with his promos, but they were funny in my opinion. I enjoyed them. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not turning on MJF. No, but, not at all. But the IWC seems to be. Well, the IWC can suck it. Yeah. Even though we kind of need them to be a successful podcast. No, we don't. Yeah, you're right. Fuck, fuck, like, dirt sheets ruining everything. Like, the, the Adam Cole thing just reaffirms my hatred for, for spoilers. Yeah, that's very true. You just gotta, I guess, when wrestling's on, you just gotta stay off Twitter. Yeah, or even, like, the week leading up. Like, Mercedes, Mercedes Monet's return wasn't exciting at all. And I, I even talked about, like, it wasn't exciting because we all knew that she was going to be there. That's true, Yeah. And then, and then, obviously, like we probably could have looked over how bad the return was if we hadn't known about it because it would have just been straight excitement. Yeah, yeah, you're. Yeah, I think you said that last week. Yeah, I did. And I think you, yeah, hit the nail on the head with that. Like, completely correct on that take. Um, some other stuff on Dynamite. Uh, let's just, like the matches though. The matches were really good. Hangman and Moxley, very good. The main event. Well, I guess we kind of have to talk about the main event because we we didn't get what we wanted there. And I really thought after Kenny Omega beat Will Ospreay at Wrestle Kingdom that it was almost a sure thing that Death Triangle was going to win match seven. Wait, you were mad about about Death Triangle not retaining? We want the we didn't we want the elite to not win because it would be better for the storyline. Like, imagine that now that Adam Cole's back, like the elite loses, they're in shambles. Adam Cole's back now. All hell breaks loose. Yeah, but that kind of went away when, well, Bob or Bobby Fish got released or didn't get his contract renewed. And then Kyle O'Reilly is still not back. I guess, but there's another, like the other thing they could do is have like face Adam Cole convince the Bucks to... I don't know, take down... No, because then Adam Cole would be a heel and I want Adam Cole to be a face. I don't know. I, I think I wasn't upset about this. I'm not like... Yes, I was looking forward to that before the injuries, before the suspensions and stuff like that. But now I like I had completely put that out of my mind as, as something that I was looking forward to. Yeah, I guess um, that's fair. It was a really good I, match. I, I think that the Elite hold the titles for a very long time. Uh-huh. I'm... I was I was happy that they won and I kind of knew that they were going to win as soon as he won the US title in New Japan. He's really? back to his belt collector stuff. See, that was what was making me think that they weren't going to win is cuz I didn't think they wanted to do a double champ situation. Yeah. But... The belt collector stuff uh Yeah, I guess yeah, I guess that's fair. Um I would say the other news just not from Dynamite itself but the but AEW as a whole uh FTR are going to take a couple months off and then figure out mm -hmm. what they're doing for the next few years. Yeah. Apparently their contracts are up in April with AEW, I want to say. 
I think that got reported. So be on the lookout for what's going on with FTR, but I don't think we're going to see them again until if they're be- if they stay in AEW, we'll see them again in April, but or May. But if it's uh, if they go elsewhere, it could be ninety days after that. Could be summertime before we see FTR again. No, they wouldn't have a non compete because their contracts would have expired. AEW doesn't have non competes. Not non competes aren't for when contracts expire. Non competes are for when you get released. WWE also doesn't have non-competes when your contract expires, or otherwise we never would have seen Adam Cole as soon as we did. Oh, that's so true. Yeah. Um, but they definitely do have non-competes because the whole William Regal can't show up on TV for a year, you know? Mm, yep. Um, but yeah, I don't think that it applies when when there's a matter of your contract expiring. Yeah, you're probably right. I also think their non-competes are conditional. Um, where it's not like a straight three months or one month, depending on if like, you know, NXT is 30 days and the, uh, right. It'd be kind of like based on your star power. Yeah, pretty much. And the condition of the release. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, I'd say the, the only other thing from SmackDown or not SmackDown dynamite was the, uh, the other good match on the night was, uh, Takeshita and Danielson, which was pretty good. Very good. Yeah, super good match. It was it was just a very good dynamite. Great wrestling, uh, good promos. A return from Adam Cole. It, it just all around very good show. Still didn't top a million viewers somehow. I saw that last night. Not that I really give a shit, but it was kind of surprising to see that. So I don't know. We will see. I, I did see while we were recording on Twitter, Shot and Tony are. Uh, no, that's that's false. Yeah, I I know. It said oh. this is probably for even if this is just a a rumor, it's still amazing. Oh yeah, the the cons looking to buy WWE. Yeah, this yeah, is being potential buyers. Yeah, that was the that was a rumor, and then somebody shot it down saying, "Here's what Tony actually said." He basically Tony Khan is just keeping an eye on the sale. That's it. And I guess somebody yeah. somebody somewhere took that as the cons are interested in buying. I don't know. Um, but yeah, the, uh, I, I saw something else, uh, something that like just broke, uh, it, may, it might be a few hours old and you might've already said this, but there is now a report. This kind of came out. Like, I think while we were recording triple H and Stephanie were obviously are, are obviously opposed to the sale of WWE. And then apparently WWE released this press statement about how they hired some other company to help them sell faster. Yeah, we did talk about that. Yeah, so I I read that when we took a break that no one's going to know when we took it because we're so seamless with our transitions. But um, (laughs) yeah, I would also like to say that last week's show turned out as, as as, as good as I think it could have with the fact that your internet worked 30% of the time. Yeah, we're better this week. <laughs> we Joe's didn't even got, talk about that. I, I, Joe's I, got his Wi-Fi back. Yeah, so I went outside the next morning, and the cable that was running to my house was just laying in the middle of the street. <laughs> like the entire cable, like entire like two hundred foot cable, just rolled like in the middle of the street. And I actually called them, or I I didn't even call them. I used the app to report a problem and got a technician that day. Oh, that's he pretty had, cool. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool, but 
So yes, we would have been able to record on Friday. <laughs> nice. Because that was the backup plan, but we ended up getting it done last week. Somehow. Just me not talking. That's basically what we decided on is yeah. I wasn't going to talk. If you were annoyed by last week's show and how much I talked, that's the reason. Yeah. Because I, I, I also, no <laughs> I always just talk way too much. Yeah. I was trying to use the, the free like hotspot Wi-Fi that companies give you. And it's not very good for live streams. No, not at all. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll close out then. Next week, we will have more retro beer ratings from Judgment Day 2000. I'm trying to see here. I think, let me just make sure that next week's not a prediction show before I say that we're definitely doing that. So the Rumble. 28th. Yep, so next week, we will have retro beer ratings. The week after, we will have Royal Rumble predictions, which I am very excited for. Uh the week after, though, so the the weekend of the Rumble, that show will be coming out on the day of the Rumble, on that Saturday. We will release early uh, because the show is on a Saturday, in case anyone's wondering. But yeah, next week, um, Judgment Day 2000 retro ratings. Uh, we'll see what's going on with WWE and if they're selling or not, or who they're selling to or whatnot, and I don't know what's going on. Um, and I'm pretty excited for this week and rest like this upcoming week because I, I thought we had a very good week in wrestling, despite all of the shit that happened this week with uh, the sale talks. Yeah, I'm excited for SmackDown as always. Yeah, SmackDown is going to be very good tomorrow, I think. Uh, but as always, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DDT WrestlePod. We've been the Drunk Dudes, Dylan and Joe. And we'll catch you on down the road.